Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Band of Silver with their single, Hello Sunshine. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hello, Nicole. Hello. That song brings me back to the 80s. I feel yeah, like I'm in some- it's very new romantic. I wonder if they know about all those bands in the 80s. 
the Thompson well, twins or the we actually you know? get to get in it with them later about that. We've asked them a fun couple questions, so we'll reveal more about if they actually do know these people. What a great track! Again, music today is all over the place. I mean, there's no more. It's so retro. There's so um so much. You know revisiting of what happens in the 70s 80s 90s you know it's like it's great you know it's but it makes me wonder is like is everything been done already there's, is there nothing new or just re revamps or rehashes of what's already been done is it all we got going now no i think we're just in an age where people i think creatively they default to what they know from research and from things from the past and back in the day, as we like to say, just because it's easy. I think the artist will eventually grow where the 80s may not be an inspiration anymore. <laughs> it's actually, you know, it's a long way away. I used to say that, you know, like these cultural trends were kind of revisited every 20 years, but you have to take into consideration, you know, in the 80s, man, we're we're getting up to 40 years. So, Gosh, don't even say very that. very odd. I've been thinking a lot about technology the last few weeks, and um, I was working on a record in 1997, and, you know, Pro Tools was the big technology of the time uh, in the studios, and, you know, just over the course of a few years, we we started seeing seconds and people helping out around the studio that wouldn't go near, you know, cutting into a tape or splicing or any editing, what any physical editing whatsoever, they were already moving on to Pro Tools and they, they didn't have the clue as to how to edit a tape in the old way. So I think another thing, I think a lot of people today don't even know how to mic a guitar right or right. mic a acoustic guitar correctly or a drum. They don't know how to mic a grand piano, right. you know, because everything's a plug in or a, and I think that's, a problem, you know. Well, we've, like, we've so mentioned it before. I, I've been uh, spending a lot of time with my one of my mentors in the business. Actually, his name is Gary Burke. He's an amazing player, and uh, he he calls it moving air. You know, that's basically what it is. I was going to say, do you think that we within the music industry have become a little too reliant on the technology? They got GarageBand when they were seventeen. You know, that's what was there: two inch tapes and old Neven. You know, boards SSLs were. Were like you know obsolete by that point. I don't you know? think the audience knows what they're hearing. I, I don't think they know how any of these so sounds are achieved. I think that it's like magic coming out of a box. You know, I mean that, that's what I. Think. I don't know. I think nowadays, I think people know more about the process than they did. You know, when we were younger. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my feeling. Well, I think a lot of people are interested in the process now too. Like it's so easily accessible that people can learn it, even if they had no interest in it like five minutes ago. So I think it's also the accessibility yeah. of it all. It's really hard because I believe that you can hear the difference between somebody who learned how to use a DAW a week ago and the performance. You can hear the difference between that and somebody who's been in studios for 50 years. Like a guy like Scott, you know, we always refer to Scott. Mm -hmm. Scott knows frequency response. He knows, you know, DBs, you know, you know, bring this down 7 dB, you know, you know, you pull down this, you know, the mid-range. They know this stuff. A lot of kids today, they're just using the presets on the plugins. And they buy exactly. the mastering plugin with the preset. They buy the, you know, the, the reverbs with the presets, you know, and, and they just use presets and they just, you know. Well, and I think, too, they also tend to you to do what they think sounds best as opposed to what actually sounds best too. Like they're not really thinking about But again, yeah, but but Nicole to that, 
But that's basically what it is anyway. You know, like it's all about your ears. So regardless of what you're doing, if you can make something sound the way you want it to sound, and it sounds some kind of way because of the way you hear it and you get that, that's all recording is. For me, the the best engineers were always the guys that understood how to get the sounds, but then they also were very discerning about the performances. They could tell you the best track. You know, it wasn't always their place, but when asked, they would always be able to tell you, like, yeah, that's the one that was vibing. You know, that's the one that's that that's the take you need to use. Even though they were the responsible for getting it down technically, they also had pretty good ears for. Uh, well, I, I've had fights. Thing, I've had know? fights with engineers and producers before. No, that's the one. I go, no, it's not. I want to do it again. You know, they go, no, you got it. I, well, I don't got it. I want to do it again. No, we got. I, do it again. You know, and, <laughs> well, they're trying to move on, right? Yeah, so, you know, we got that. That's perfect. Or, or that's, or that's not good. I'm saying no. That's it. That's what I want. He goes, no, but it's done. I got it. Well, I guess to go back to what I was saying, though, in like, uh, have we become so reliant on technology and have artists maybe taken the producer and engineer out of it because of the presets and because it's so accessible to them where they may actually not realize that they do need that type of like engineer and producer to just help them get to that next level? I think it's valid point. I mean, uh, the, the the role of producer has changed through the years. You used to have the producer that was basically responsible for the vibe of the session and keeping everybody happy and kind of, kind of sculpting the sound. Uh, and then in the nineties, you had these like engineers that were doing everything. Like, you know, in the sixties, there was the engineer who actually worked the, the equipment. Then yep. there was the producer. Like George Martin was not an engineer. He was a producer. Right. And then they had Jeff Emmerich was the uh, the engineer. And yep. then like time went on back in the 70s. Then the engineers started becoming producers themselves. Yeah. And then and then it, it came back around. So then now you've got I think now you've got a legitimate stable of people that are actually, you know, producing records again. You know, they're they're basically like committees. Some yeah. of these people, yeah. like, you know, they exactly. Have like, Hell, there are 15 writers on some of these tracks. With 10 writers, yeah, the, they got the, the drum program guys. guy. My suspicion is I have not made a lot of those kinds of records. I've only made one that I thought was even remotely kind of hip hoppy. But uh, my suspicion is that the engineers are making all those sounds cool. You can come in with your beat, but I would think that th there's a lot of engineering associated with these new records, these new hip hop, new rap records well again if you, if you if you go to that um apple tv documentary that mark ronson did the producer yeah you keep talking about that i've got to see that you should check it out you do. I, i've started watching it i haven't gotten through the whole thing but it's really good one segment is reverb one is drum machines and he just talks about each different of those elements you were saying and how they he incorporates them and like he's pretty much the band leader you mm -hmm. know he gets all these elements and he kind of weaves them together so yeah so i don't know again at the end of the day, if it sounds good, it's good. And that's about it. Who cares how, how you got there, pretty much. All right. So why don't we play another song from Band of Silver, but we'll take a quick break to actually hear from the Band of Silver's management company, which is Lakeside Entertainment Group. So here's a quick word from them, and then we'll be listening to Miss Remorse by Band of Silver. In this podcast episode, we feature an artist from the Lakeside Entertainment Group. The Lakeside Entertainment Group takes an innovative, entrepreneurial approach to developing, managing, and breaking artists. 
With over 20 years of both independent and major label experience, their staff has broken a wide range of artists across multiple formats and platforms and has generated sales of over $100 million worldwide. By providing in-house label services that include radio promotion, marketing, digital media, touring, merchandising, and brand partnerships, Lakeside is able to compete at the highest level and provide unique opportunities to advance the careers and profiles of their clients. To learn more, go to lakesideentertainmentgroup.com. Again, that is lakesideentertainmentgroup.com. My name is Miss Remorse, my name is Deep Regret Every mistake you've made, the ones you won't forget I'll grow with every year, and eat up every day You know I'm here to stay Well I can see you staring as I walk on by Are you infatuated? Cause I'm on your Tell you, you know what's funny about that song? Again, that's way eighties. Am I correct? Um, I, it's so it's so eighties. I and even the think re- that keyboard is like an old DX7 or old Juno. I just googled New Romantic nineteen eighties. 
listen to this band list. I mean, it's crazy. It's like Duran Duran, Ultravox, Japan, Spandau Ballet, Soft Cell, Talk Talk, Culture Club, my favorite, ABC, Kaja Goo Goo. This band fits right in that. The band Human of Silver. Yep. I'm telling you, the, these bands sold millions and millions of records. That's good company to be in Naked Eyes, Heaven 17. That's a really good genre to be revisiting. And I, I like that. I like that track. The first single that we featured, Hello Sunshine, has already gained like 550,000 streams on Spotify. Um, wow. And they just came out with Miss Remorse on September 3rd, which I think is, let me look it up really quick. Believe it or not, they have over 300,000 streams just in the last month on the song. So they, they're going places. They, got, they have an audience. They do. They have an audience. So we talked to them, correct? I think there's three of them, right? There's there, a- there's three of them. There's Avery, Alex, and Evan, and they are a three-piece group out of Nashville, Tennessee. And we did ask them a couple of questions, which the first one is... So the first question we asked them is, your sound is a unique combination of vintage rock, 80s new wave, and modern pop. Tell us about your writing and creation process, and where did these inspirations come from? So recently we've written most of our songs in Pro Tools. We kind of figure out the chord structure, the drum beat, and all the sounds that we want to use, and then we add the melody and the lyrics on top of that. I really like this style of writing because sometimes the vibe of the track will help inspire the lyrics, especially on songs like Undertow or one that we're going to release later called False Paradise. Um, About the 80s rock influence, our parents listened to a lot of that when we were younger, and that sound has just always kind of, uh, that music at least just kind of formed our taste in music and how we listen to music and stuff like that. Um, We've always kind of gravitated towards stuff that's like high energy, cool synths, cool guitar parts, um, like driving drum beat, stuff like that. So, yeah. So that's cool. So, yeah, so they they even admit the 80s. It's, it's, It's there. So they were exposed to this stuff. So the second question that we asked him is, what is it like being in a band with your family? It's a lot of fun since we all get along well. I can mention a really esoteric song and Alex and Evan will know exactly what I'm talking about. And then we also don't really argue a lot when it comes to like what kind of sound we want to write. Like Alex doesn't want to write country while I want to write jazz. Like we're pretty much in agreement. We want high energy kind of like pop stuff. They're a family? Yeah, wow. they're a family. Like two brothers and a sister? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, and and her last name is Silver something, so that's with the Sil- band of uh, Silver Nagel, I think. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. I th- I think the esoteric <laughs> kind of sparked Greg's interest when she said that because it's kind of up Greg's alley with the <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, the weird, more weird the better for me. So the next question we asked is: You're going on tour with Jake Miller this fall. Tell us about that. What can your fans expect to see at your live shows, and what cities are you looking forward to visiting the most? So we've already played the first three shows of the tour, and we had so much fun with it. It's just so exciting getting to go out and do live music again and getting to see all the people, getting to play in front of a crowd. Because most of these songs we released at, like, the beginning to mid-2020, and so we haven't actually gotten to play, like, any of these live, and they've been out for well over a year at this point. And so that experience is just really cool. Um, We've really enjoyed getting to work with Fly By Midnight and Jake Miller, I think, um, they're really good and like their sound matches up with our sound pretty well. So yeah, it's been a good experience. We've gotten to meet some fans in person, which has been really cool. We've gotten to make new fans. And I guess from 
what can you expect from our live shows? Uh, just a band who is very <laughs> excited to play a lot of energy, cool guitar solos, cool drum parts from Evan, and, you know, me singing and kind of making a goofball of myself. <laughs> um, then what cities are you looking forward to visiting the most? Um, we're really excited to play in Madison, Wisconsin, since... Uh, we have some family who lives up there, and with the pandemic and all that stuff, we just haven't been able to see them in a while, and so we're really excited. They'll be coming out to our shows, and they will probably get to hear most of this music for the first time there, so I'm really excited about that. Well, right off the bat, I like them because because she never once said that she's super excited. <laughs> and everyone said, I'm super excited, super excited, so she didn't say super excited, because isn't like that kind of a double... Like I'm super, ex- yeah, I'm excited. It's like you know? a double well, positive. When we, yeah. when we make that, when we make your new album, it has to be called super excited. Super excited. Super excited. Or unplugged. <laughs> super right. excited to be unplugged. Um, anyway. No, right, so, so I, so no, yeah. I actually, I would be super excited, Carl, to see them Ugh. live in person. Do we know what the instrumentation is? Like, what do they play? Does she play anything, or she just? Sing I don't and- know the instrument. I don't. I did not get that information. Is it just on the them? three of them, because it's- I can't believe just the three of them are doing all this. I did. Unless it's all synths and and programming and stuff. I but- think it is just the three of them. Um, but I can't yeah, find out. Yeah, probably doing some tracks and maybe uh, live guitar and drums over. Yeah, but uh, the last. But I'm question- not going to Madison, Wisconsin. I'm not. No, if they come to Nashville, I think I might go see them because she just is. You can just feel the energy, and like it would actually be a really fun show to go to just Let's by talking from go, her. If they go to New York, uh, I'll go see them. <laughs> All right, but the last question we asked them is, "What's next for Band of Silver? Uh, tell us about your future plans and what's next on the horizon." So we have all of our songs planned out for 2022. We've got a bunch of awesome ones that we think our fans will like, and we'll just be releasing them kind of steadily over the course of the year. And I'm really excited about those. I kind of forgot that we wouldn't be playing them on this tour, but I'm I am really looking forward to having people hear those. Then speaking of tour, next uh, spring we're hoping to get on some sort of tour or play some festivals or just kind of whatever comes our way. We don't have anything super solid right now, but we're in discussions with a lot of people and I'm really looking forward to that. And then also we've been doing this radio push for one of our songs called Hello Sunshine and it's made it up to top 40 on the radio. So we're really encouraged by that and we're hoping to kind of do the same thing with some of our other songs, like put them on the radio and get them heard through that avenue. So um, all that stuff is really encouraging and we're excited about next year. Basically just whatever we're doing, we're just going to be continuing to work, continuing to kind of grow our fan base and you can check out more updates on our social media website. Yeah, no. I like these guys. I I like where they're going and they have a plan. I mean, granted, you also have to give props to the management company because I bet they had a hand in the plan, but they seem like they very much have a good head on their shoulders in where they want to take their career, how they want to get there, and like what they need to actually do to create that plan. I love the radio talk. I really do. Radio is not dead, folks. So before we go, didn't you have a bit of a pet peeve? It's a rant, but I think we need a new segment called Nicole's Etiquette Corner. So my rant, and this is probably for younger music artists, but it can also incorporate any music artist. This is not from personal experience. This is just from having conversations with people this week. But answer your emails. Answer your phone calls. Make sure that you get back to people in a timely manner. And the reason that this is my rant is because even though you are a musician that does not give you the freedom to just 
miss out on opportunities because you forgot to do something. And I think that's something that's kind of more encouraged nowadays of, oh, I'm a, I'm a music artist or I'm in the creative world. So I'll answer that email when I feel like it, or I'll get back to that phone call when the time just feels right to me. When that time feels right to you and it it seems like you should be answering that email six months from now, that opportunity is going to pass you by and you're already going to have ruined that relationship. So even if it's not something that you can commit to now or you want to look into, just simply sending something that says, hey, thanks so much for sending this. I don't know if I have time right now, but you know, I'll reach back out to you in a couple of months is going to go way beyond the realm of not answering because you're going to start that relationship than just not answering because you felt like you didn't have time to. It's just a rant in the sense of it's almost common decency that if someone's asking you for something or asking you to do something or asking you to look into something, just do it. It doesn't have to take time. And if it does, you can always just get back to them very quickly. All right. You ready to get out of this episode? All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen through all the way to the end because we are playing Band of Silver's last single that they sent us, which is Looking for a Friend. For everything that we've talked about in this show, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com to get the links. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.